0: Yeah! I'm ah! yeah. <laughs> Oh jeez! Oh,
1: we uh, totally haven't folks, been
0: drinking I... before the shoot, folks.
1: <laughs> well, I had to make a dramatic <laughs> entrance. I'm sorry.
0: You, you, let, you, Mike, you're, are you,
1: Mark, are you really that sorry? No. <laughs> Neither am I. <laughs> and. Welcome, everybody, to today's podcast. You are listening to the Tangent Kings. Roll it! Let's get into it, shall we? Once again, welcome to tonight's broadcast. I am G Michael Francis. Francis? Wow. wow. <laughs> and I am here with my partner in crime, Mr. Chetchet Banks. How are you doing tonight, sir?
0: I'm good, dude, my dude. How you doing today, boy?
1: Oh dear God.
0: <laughs> uh, I should have had more Malibu rum. So the viewers for uh because none of you asked for this information. But I feel suddenly compelled under the influence of the El Corralorado... To tell you, and I'm not drunk, I promise, I'm just a little inebriated, and I am I made my sales goal today at my job, so I'm happy, and I'm gonna be in a good mood. Thank hey, you see good. this chalice before you. Yeah, thank you, sir. I'll take the pattern on the back where I can get it. You see this chalice that I brought here? Viewers, I'm holding it up to the camera now. I filled up that much with some... Dodge Ram Uh, Malibu Ram. Oh, the system left, let me finish it up. And The rest is up with orange juice But it was delicious And I just felt like sharing that suddenly with you Not that there's any part of the outline, I just felt like sharing it now because Well, for, for Glob's sake It's called a Tangent King, so why not go on some bloody fantastic tangents whenever we can, you know? So Anyway
1: <laughs> um, you do realize that bloody is a swear word, right?
0: Oh, yeah, I know. Blood is a swear word. Dutch rabbit. Right, the Scots took us from us English. But we uh, well, I mean, we did invade their country a bunch of times, but it's not our fault that they uh, didn't know how to defend themselves properly from the Dutch and British Empire. That's right. Pip, pip, cheerio.
1: Good god, I'm gonna have to rename myself <laughs> Pandora. <laughs> uh
0: Pandora's production Ray well, the British were a bunch of tyrant is what they are. Uh, We don't need them! I mean we could I mean we could use the tax revenue, but not like we see any of that, but I know nothing about British politics. I don't know if that's accurate or not. So Sargon of Cod, if you ever watch this show, please correct me on how taxation properly works in the United Kingdom. Well,
1: now that you've mentioned <laughs> the United Kingdom, I did pick up a little bit of interesting trivia. Really? It involves UK- uh, the UK. And you know, I sort of knew all of this, but as of yesterday, everything, all the dots in my head just went, tick, 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 tick. And it has to do with the Royal Marines. Ooh, now, tell me more. Well, Her Majesty's Royal Marines, you know, their official slow march... Is one that is called the Preobrazhensky March.
0: Mm.
1: Which obviously it comes from Imperial Russia.
0: Oh, that's cool.
1: Well, that's just getting warmed up. Not, and my uh, history, my knowledge of history on this topic might be a little bit rusty, but if I remember correctly, when it came to the Preobrazhensky Regiment, not it wasn't just some run of the mill regiment within the Russian Imperial army this yeah. regiment had the unique distinction of being the personal bodyguard of the tsar
0: so the brits ripped off the the praetorian guards of the tsar then right
1: not necessarily there's actually if this is my hypothesis about it all right the, yeah. the march was adopted for Her Majesty's Royal Marines in 1964. Mm-hmm. So what I'm thinking was this, and incidentally, it was adopted by Lord Mountbatten, who was Admiral yeah. of the Fleet at the time. My hypothesis is he he adopted that for the Royal Marines just as a way to say to the Soviets.
0: <laughs> you heard it here folks we got some Mike actually swearing on a podcast now now we're getting good <laughs> didn't oh, you that's, watch that's last actually week's pretty cool, episode last tonight I don't even remember you probably did swear I don't even remember I you did. swearing I'm not gonna I lie did. oh you did you why didn't you go for two in a PG 13 rated podcast, you're allowed to swear at least once. I've more than broken that rule, ladies and gentlemen.
1: That's, but that's why I replace yeah. it. That's why I replace it with a duck <laughs> quack. Uh.
0: <laughs> we should we should tell we should tell Discord. You can bleep that out. Discord of the honest angels. Also, thanks for watching, guys. If you can leave a comment on the YouTube video, that'd be fantastic. We should just tell them to, like, record themselves making, like, random guttural noises, and then we just use that as a censor at the swear word.
1: (laughs) I am going to hate you tonight. (laughs) If you haven't already... already, I'm not doing my job. Well... I mean, we're only six and a half minutes in, and I'm already going to have a hell of a lot of editing to do.
0: Uh, <laughs> Not that. It's just a couple of bleeps. How hard could it be? Ten hours later. Oh, man, that was so much harder than it actually was. But no, Uh, shout out to Honest Angels and watching the show. Thank you. Um. stop uh, saying the name. Uh, stop saying the word uh thanks guys for uh freaking watching our show appreciate it and uh let's see what else um yeah if you could actually record yourself like making like a second like a half a second long noise like going like or ah or going something like that right i would be like if the funniest one if we like just we'll pick one out of it funniest one We'll see if it works, and if it does, we should just use that as our, as our sound effect.
1: Um, or, or we could re- we just have them record you, uh, record themselves punching you in the gut, and we'll just use that. Um, I I feel I feel like a part
0: of me's got like half of my brain is like contaminated with like the gay Tourettes, and the other part of me is like contaminated with like Jim Carrey from Liar Liar.
1: Don't you dare tell that oh. story.
0: Hey. <laughs> tell uh, should or should not tell the story about how I got a costume. Do tell the story because fantastic. men today at do work. Not. I should tell this. So one of them. No. No, uh, this one guy is dressed up like a peacock, and they are some of the most uh, flamboyant gentlemen I've ever had. One of the guys, uh, now, this is his words, so you can't say I'm being offensive, because he said this, so therefore I, I have a cop-out, but um, <laughs> we sat down on the couch, because I'm a furniture salesman, uh, not that you needed to know that, and we sat down on the couch, and he said, uh, Yeah, I like this couch, but I don't like the colors. So, like, what's wrong with the color? And he makes, you know, whatever X comment in here. And he says, Look, look, gay, but I'm not that gay. And I'm like, That's, that's freaking hilarious, man. As so we basically just kept saying, That's what he said for like the next 20 minutes. And it was freaking hilarious. Uh, there are other, other things that were said that I shall not list because we are trying, poorly, to be a PG, maybe 13, PG podcast. But, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Some great guys came in today. And, uh,
1: where are we shall, at for sh- our outline tonight, Mr. Mike? <laughs> I was just about to say, should I just go over this before we go completely off the rails? Uh.
0: <laughs> How hard can we tangent? Maybe we can tangent for a whole hour and never even touch the outline.
1: No. Uh- <laughs>
0: <laughs> the 69th episode, we shall do that. And then we'll do it again at our 420th episode as well.
1: Praise it be God if we ever Sixth- get that far. Um, but anyway.
0: Hallelujah. Holy crap.
1: Anyway. So, tonight's topic. I figured we'd work a little. Oh, I forgot to say. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry early Christmas.
0: Merry so- Jewmas and a happy Hanukkah, Monica, Hanukkah. That's that's my, that's my, oh, uh, oh, oh, and uh, I forgot. I, for the other holiday, it's not Kwanzaa. I mean, it is, but it isn't. Uh <laughs> It's um uh what is it? Uh, festivus. That uh that holiday, the non denominational religious holiday, festivus for the rest of us. It's a Seinfeld joke, folks. hmm So happy festivus, anyway. folks.
1: So anyway. Tonight we're gonna be discussing Commence
0: the airings of grievances. Anyway, keep going. I
1: mean, tonight we're gonna be discussing who is thy king? Is it the newborn yeah. king? It's or is it something else? And it's then... me. No, it is not. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you goofball.
0: Surprise plot twist. It's Jake all along.
1: <laughs> That's going to get meme. Correct. Um,
0: <laughs> if it's not memed now, um... it will be in a week.
1: <laughs> anyway, and then if... We have time. We'll probably diverge into something else. Hopefully, not that dumpster fire we started with.
0: Uh. I but I love the dumpster fire chat. I went like through four accents and like talked about like like a lot of things that were important and getting hit on by gay guys was, and was I had hilarious. an
1: anxiety attack. Um,
0: he, uh, during the podcast or uh. Or like five minutes ago, because I was like, yeah, wow, that's like a quiet ago, anxiety attack. You're, you're like, ah! You didn't hear me and screaming we were... and freaking out? No, because the sound keeps cutting out. All the guys in the Bleat Master, it's called Bleat Masters now. All the guys in the Bleat masters are like, hey, we got our bingo card. Let's see how many times Banks interrupts Bank. And I'm just like, hey, boys. Uh, my boys, boys. Um, and I'm just like, I don't oh, intend. I mean, I do interrupt you, but like, it's not intentional because it's like there's a. I mean, there's a slight delay in this in the sound, but also like, uh, there's the sound cuts out. So I'm talking still, and then they're just like,
1: Wait, Mike, can I say something,
0: guys? And I'm like, oh, Okay, I'll shut up now. Anyway, it was a fantastic dumpsters fire. What are you talking about?
1: Well, God, it just episode. means I'm gonna be ha- <laughs> It's gonna be hell editing that but anyway <laughs> but i figure i tell ozzy i said hi <laughs> anyway I know what I
0: have, children.
1: anyway <laughs> after we talk about our main topic and any tangents that come up i figure we'd we're gonna, rep- <laughs> we're gonna do something a little different this week instead of a book quote i'm gonna what? throw in a movie scene which i thought was absolutely what? beautiful and there's a point to it is it a what exactly it is, I don't know me. yet, but we'll get there.
0: Okay. Can I guess then, what film is... Can I? Can we at least tell... The, can you at least tell me what film it's from? Wait, I wait. Will, no, wait. Don't tell me. Don't tell me now. Just keep going. I'll, I'll find mean, out eventually.
1: <laughs> yeah, you'll find out at the end of the cast, dude. But uh, and then we'll call it a night. That's so, amazing. Mr. Banks, are we ready? I feel like you
0: asked me that 20 minutes ago. Yeah! Yeah Mike fifteen
1: minutes ago. Uh, but...
0: I'm ready. It's like it's like how many how many voices can banks do in the span of an hour? Answer too many.
1: He's already done far too many. Should I... Uh
0: <laughs> You tell me that, and then I say I say far too many, then you agree with me, then I'm like, or maybe I haven't done enough yet. Oh dear but, God.
1: Uh anyway
0: <laughs> you're like i don't enjoy this but inside mike's like oh my gosh this is so funny anyway
1: anyway so before <laughs> we roll into our main topic tonight you know you had sent me the message of this idea to do for today's podcast and for whatever reason i thought of the collect from christ this christ the king sunday now for those of you who aren't catholic what the collect is it's it's basically an introductory prayer for the Mass. So we'll have all the shenanigans, we'll get up, we'll sing a song, the priest will process and then we'll do, um, depending on the season, we'll often do either the Gloria, a Kyrie, etc., etc. And then we'll have something called the Collect, which is basically, you know, just, all right, let's get this rolling. Let us pray. Uh, Almighty, in, God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, son of, uh, thy son who live, lives and reigns, amen anyway uh, that's a little off topic but you know for the traditional crowd you now this is the colic for Christ the King Sunday and yes it'll tie in almighty and eternal God who hast wished to restore all things through thy beloved son the king of the universe graciously grant that all the families of the Gentiles separated by the wounds of sin may be subjected to his most gentle rule. And I'm thinking, Christ came... Oh, there's no amen. I'm sorry?
0: I said there's no amen at the end. I was waiting for that.
1: Well, I sort of cut that out because it's a bit long. Uh, Oh. I I just wanted to get the actual gist, the point into this. mm Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not actually saying mass right now, dude. I can't. I'm not a priest. Uh... Mm-hmm. Despite of what I mean, you might see in our intro. Um <laughs> I
0: only look like a priest. Sorry, children, I only played a priest on a TV. I'm not actually Catholic. I'm just Charleston oh. Heston. <laughs> oh. See this is the beautiful part about a little alcohol. You start pulling things out of places you didn't even know existed. <laughs> Yeah, but you uh, see we gotta how get it's you inebriated.
1: <laughs> Dear God. Anyway, but you, you see where it sort of ties in, right?
0: Of course, yeah. Right. No. Well, it's like it's like I mean, I mean, it's 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 like this. I mean, I'll, I'll put it this way. Or sorry, I interrupted your thought. You finish your thought, and then I'll go on for like forty minutes.
1: No, that that train of thought already derailed. So go ahead.
0: Oh, did it? Okay. So, I was kind of just thinking about this today, and I remember in Malcolm Muggeridge, who was a, a world-famous journalist several years ago, like decades ago, uh, He, uh, Robbie Robbie Zacharias, the famous theologian, was a big fan of Malcolm Muggeridge, so I heard about him. He wrote a book, uh, Malcolm Muggeridge, wrote a book called The End of Christendom, and he said that basically Christ isn't just the source of all, all life, right? Which it's like, well, duh, of course he is. But, like, you don't, you start to realize that, uh, oh crap, let me adjust this, um, my foot's falling asleep, that you don't just realize that Christ is just the source of everything, The court to paraphrase his point, in, I think in the opening chapter of, uh, The End of Christendom, and it's a very short book, um, it's just a, like, the transcript of two, a couple lectures he gave at the end of his life, um, or at the, at the end of a college, uh, his college teaching career, and he said something to the effect that, I mean, I mean, that that just the way for example the western nations of the world that they abide in christ they deserve blessings then if they don't abide in christ they don't because um christ is the source of blessings right he's the source of all living things that it's kind of funny my own travel philosophical travels and psychological journeys um just out there in the world learning about this person this person this person you keep coming back to that core not just that core truth of christianity and in christ but you start to realize not only how you even so how unique Christ is compared to all the other belief systems and religions and deities in the world. Not only that, but you also start to realize like, um, this is, this is a framework for, this is the only way that the world's ever going to get improved. It's ever going to change because the world is like sort of locked in this repeating pattern of, of cycles where it just keeps kind of going over and over again. And Christ is sort of the figure that comes in and, and breaks that cycle. Um, I'm still listening to the audiobook of G.K. Chesterton's What's Wrong With The World, which I highly recommend. He's not only a very entertaining author, um, he's very easy to grasp as well. He also has some very, very deep, really chunky, enjoyable content that's like, I can just savor that and work through that and kind of unpack what that means. Like, okay, well, that means this, that means this, that means this. Um, but the whole point of it is like, as a, as a man, as a human being... What do you, what do we decide to make our God, right? Um, and if it's anything other than Christ that you're going to be living with a, with a God that can't ultimately fulfill you and um, uh, is going to leave you not only hallowed, but, like, it's, it's it's like, it's sort of, like, there's things you could enjoy, but there's, like, something specifically that's designed within us to be the role of God in our lives. And if we don't have God, you're going to fill that with anything you can um, anything you can, I hate to use the term, oh, there's a God shaped hole in your heart because evangelicals use that for years and always like bothered the F out of me. Cause I'm like, ah, I get it. You're not wrong, but the way you say it just bothers me. So shut up. Um, but we do that. We do it with stuff with, with politicians. We do that with institutions like the Supreme court. I'm looking at you, John Roberts, you chotch. But, um, we do that with the Supreme court. We do it with the presidency. We look to, the state in a lot of ways these days to step into the role and be our God. Right. And it just start to notice that if it's not God, that's in the role of God. Right. We not only in- in- interject ourselves into it, but also like we create this opportunity for the devil to come in and put a counterfeit in there. Because if that, if the, for just, for example, if the devil's the one putting the counterfeit in and he designed the counterfeit or he angles the counterfeit, you're basically worshiping him. So ultimately it's like, you have something hollow or you got something fulfilling. You've either got God or you've got some kind of a counterfeit God.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, or, or as I because, put it in our show notes, uh, I call it more of a God King and no, I'm not talking about Jeremy boring. Um, but you know, got I, him. What? Oh, <laughs> anyway, but yeah, that's a D slapper. Yeah. The, that's one heck of a D slapper there. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> heck of a deal. Yeah, because not only can these persons, or not only do these persons or even things, which I'll get to in a minute, you know, it's not just that they give the law the their divine commandments and dictas, but they also in a way rule as an earthly king. Oh boy, I'm cutting that out, but What? Wait, wait, wait. Which part are you cutting out there? Uh, just my rambling there. Um, what, why? Uh, just leave
0: it in there, Mike. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine.
1: No, uh, <laughs> ah! I'll just leave, I'll just leave it in the part about the God King. Um,
0: uh, well, okay, you better edit it smoothly. Make it edit like make that edit edit flow like butter. So help me, Bob. See, I didn't swear on God's shoulders, I swore on Bob's shoulders, and you're mm-hmm. going to be forever wondering who's Bob exactly. I'm keeping you in perpetual suspense. Anyway. But yeah, it's like that. It's like, you know, on whose authority um rests uh not just not not just whose authority rests the the title of, of what's the rest the divine mantle, but like are you going, it's like, I mean, it's a theme you see in the Old Testament, like, regularly you've got God's prophets, right, um, of, of, uh, you know, the Lord's prophets, of, of saying things like, um, you got them saying things like, um, why do you worship deities made of stone, who cannot hear, who cannot think, who cannot see, cannot touch, cannot breathe, cannot, cannot feel anything, cannot, uh, connect with you pretty much right you literally just carve something out of stone and you ascribe some kind of meaning onto it but ultimately what you made was meaningless because it's just a counterfeit um counterfeit god um, mm-hmm. we're gonna pray to the rain god to give us rain um but that that stone has no power the only power it has is that you think i've ascribed meaning to it i'm just gonna chant to myself that this god can do something when the reality is it can't it's like an affirmation it's a habit Um, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't it only changes how you feel about it It doesn't change how uh, it doesn't give it doesn't give that God any power it might give this whole society some kind of power but um, that's just a self-induced frame of mind Um, it doesn't it doesn't there's no there's no power to it versus like Christ actually has the power and he proved it I've got the power boys and then he rises from the dead three days later it's like surprise I'm back I was gonna swear but I can't Um, I mean I could but Mike's already complaining about editing, so I'll be like, ah, oh, fine, I'll make it easy for you, but I'm uh, <laughs> highly... Re- I'm highly reluctant here.
1: Hey, it's deeply appreciated, man. Uh,
0: oh, sure, I bet.
1: <laughs> but uh,
0: Deeply deez nuts. But, um, anyway.
1: But, you know... Yeah, I-
0: you've got that. Wh- what do you make your god?
1: Yep, and... And you pointed to this... That touched on this, too. But, you know, like, the world... Gives us, you know, many as I call them, God kings. You know, and that part of that was just a nod to uh, Daily Wire, but, mm-hmm. but you know, you know, you have, you know, modern celebrities who think they, uh, that they're the height of perfection, with their mm-hmm. vir- with some sort of virtue. But you mm-hmm. also have. Material and some even non-material things like money, power, prestige, uh, sex. Well, I was gonna skip over that, what's but yes. But it's there. It's like yes, I know. All powerful, like I wrote like the validate. show notes. I know what's there.
0: <laughs> uh, See, you can do funny voices too, and it's actually great. Uh, you're you're just salty that you didn't do that. I beat you to the punch. Of doing funny voices skip, before you did, I was gonna skip
1: that punch because I was. Well, s-
0: you need to say it. How many children are watching our show? Are your kids gonna watch us in 20s? And be like, "Wow, Dad, you said the sex word on on a podcast on YouTube." We don't even watch YouTube now. We're all on Rumble and parlor because we're hip, and you're like an old boomer, Dad. They're not gonna say that. Oh. Maybe they might say the stuff about Rumble, but like. They're not going to say that. They're not going to watch this 30 years later if, if my kids are watching it. Hi, kids. I love you. Uh, I hope you're doing well in school. I hope I'm homeschooling you and your mom says hi. I don't know if I'm still with. I don't know what things are going on in uh, in the future, but I love you, kids. Bye. Anyway. Future shout-out to my uh, five 7,000 children. I don't know how many kids I'm having. I hope it's four. I hope I have four kids. My future wife is watching this. Hey, honey, thanks for going back and watching all my old episodes. Appreciate it. Love you. you. Hope but, I'm making you lots of money because I'm awesome. Anyway.
1: Yeah. But my my point being, and you sort of touched on this, you know, none of these can give any sort of lasting happiness. So Yeah. So we're being sort of driven to try to you know get more and more out of it. For example, uh, in terms of things not giving us lasting happiness, you know, And uh, for Christmas, I think it was 2011 or no, 2010, my sister got me, and I used to be a very big PC gamer, not a YouTuber, but I played a lot of PC games. But my favorite one of all time was one that my sister got me for Christmas, 2010, and that was Medal of Honor Airborne, (laughs) despite the fact that everybody I talked to about it hated it. I, I loved that game. I I still somewhat play it today. Uh, no. <laughs> but it's a very rare okay. occasion uh- with kids. But, you know, with Metal of Honor Airborne and, I guess, yeah, computer games in general, you know, they're, they're fun. They're a good way mm-hmm. to unwind, especially after a stressful day. But, you know, you, you hit quit and it's just okay. <laughs> yeah. And... Yeah, so I mean that—that's the good. The, I'm not gonna call it the good side, but it's not—it's the not bad side not bad. of that sort of thing. Well,
0: well, yeah, I mean, I think the problem is that so many people just demonized video games for so many years. So I think there's still kind of this line in your head thinking like, "Wow, I, I should be doing something else. I'd be doing something more productive." And it's like, it's a hobby. Just have. Fun and relax. If it's not ruling your life, it's not bad. Just it, Chesterton pointed this out. He said, So much of our lives are spent trying to fit our souls into an existing mold and we wonder why it doesn't fit. When the reality is, we should be fitting the molds to our souls, right? And what he means by that is you have to be true to yourself, right? Or true to the true person that you are, the authentic you. And you build something that supports that of you telling the truth and being and living who you are, versus trying to fit into someone else's mold. And you have to pretend that everything works out just fine, right? Like if you like video games, just freaking play video games, man. Um,
1: as long if as it rules your life, you your life, that's a problem. Yeah.
0: Right, right. Like if you got a full-time job, you're saving money, right? You're investing in it, right? And you're you're taking care of all your responsibilities. It's okay to play video games, man. Like especially if you're a YouTuber, like of course you're gonna play video games, man. So it's just it's it's just so frustrating. It's like people just want to put something in a category and just write it off. And it's like, okay, can we like look? Oh, how about we open up the category box and like like okay, can you explain why it's unhealthy? Now you just rack your brains. So I'm like, okay, thanks, mom, appreciate it. It's like it's like I get it. I it's I I understand. I understand that you know it's like you don't want it to rule your life you don't want it to take over you don't want it to be the most important thing in your life of course of course not of course not um but it's but like sort of
1: off topic but
0: no no it is it is because there's a there's a point i'm making with this Is like there's something that you enjoy right and then yeah. there's something that kind of consumes you right that takes over your life that you like in a lot of ways you worship right like it's an idol right like the just the pure acquisition of money right that you can't stop, you keep going and going and going. Not that acquiring money's bad, but just like that becomes the only thing you do. That's only important to you. It's like, of course, that becomes your god. You know, it's mm-hmm. what you do with the money. Money's not yeah. evil itself. It's what yeah, was, you do with none of these as a things.
1: None of these things necessarily are evil. Now, I I could just hear someone yeah. screaming in me in my ear right now. Well, Jesus said that money is the root of all evil. No, he didn't. He said the love said, of money is the root of all evil there's yep. a big difference
0: <laughs> do you know it's always poor people that say that too yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah like uh, it's
0: always people that say that don't have money they, they say well i'm free of the love of money no you're not because you don't have any of it you're going to be controlled by it because you lack it right because it's a need that to take care of yourself for goodness sakes but it's, it's nonsense, but it's like, it's, you know, that's the, the same thing with alcohol, right? It's like, it's like, I mean, we all think of alcohol as bad because alcoholics, right? It's like, alcohol I'm... isn't evil or good. It's, yeah, it's it just, is. it's the person. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the person. It's the person that is. It's,
1: of, of course, it's I'm
0: intrinsically. Evil.
1: Sorry. Uh, oh, I, you just have something? To I I, real I you quick. Come... Yeah, I'm just interject. Yeah, I've just got to interject something right here. Uh, you know, uh, I, I just can't, my, help but say this you know i'm catholic alcohol is part right. of my religion <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> i think i already covered that though it's a, but
0: a, yeah it's 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 a line from mandalorian it's a weapon it's part of my yeah, religion I
1: know. <laughs> and it was a, someone a made line. that into a meme yeah it said no, uh, yeah wait. muslims alcohol is bad evangelicals alcohol is bad catholics alcohol is part of my religion <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh great, we got another crappy pope.
0: Alright, cheers up, boys. We're gonna be hitting the pub a more often this year. But um
1: First of all, I know I'm, I'm pro-Francis. Second of all right. there goes that train of thought. Wait, is, he, but,
0: is he is he the is he the pope right now? Yeah. Is he a
1: good one? He is
0: I because I don't know. I, I don't follow
1: him. I don't follow it. Well we could cover this in another episode, but overall Uh, A lot of his image is being manipulated By the media Oh yeah I'll I'll probably touch back on this in a minute Mm -hmm. So a lot of people are just seeing What he does in the media And a lot of people are reading his works uh, With their own ends in mind Which kind of skews the meaning of His encyclicals But overall he's Mm -hmm. a good I think he's a good pope Uh, An administrator Mm -hmm. uh, I still have questions about a few things But overall Of course but anyway, yeah, but, uh, back no, but my whole topic, point, my,
0: though. or, well, this is where I'm, t- I'm trying to tie it in. We're kind of going on mini tangents here cause I'm a eater, but my whole point here is like, it's not the thing that's all it, sometimes it is the thing. Sometimes it is the thing, but more often than not, when the case with money with alcohol and I think smoking too, it's like, it's not that it's evil. Some, some things are harmful for you, obviously like doing meth, right? That's not good, obviously. Um, but like. It's, there are things that's like, it's neutral. It's the person that's either good or evil, right? It's like what Solzhenitsyn said, this Alexander Solzhenitsyn, the guy that wrote Gulag Archipelago, he says, the dividing line between good and evil is, goes right down between the human heart. And that's kind of where you got this God King thing factoring in, right? Is, um, when, why, why does it seem like when God's in his proper place, both in your life and in society, it's like, Everything seems to just be in balance or in focus, right? And what I mean by God, I mean Christ, because I'm obviously being completely exclusive. Because the truth is exclusive, and Christ is the answer. And if you don't like it, you can shove off. But um, I'm I'm obviously you know being pacifist on purpose, folks, to put down your pitchforks. But um, it's a joke. But uh, it's uh, it's like that. It's like, what are you pointing into the role of God? Is it your rage? Is it is it um is it lust? Right? Yeah. Is it um. Is it, is it a drug use, right? It's like, what are you compensating for? What What is it that's eating away at you in the inside that you're trying to um, avoid that's, uh, you know, causing you all this damage, right? Because you just look at, like, what's the fruit of it, the thing, right? Like, okay, how much, what fruit does drinking bear in your life, right? Is it, what fruit does it bear? And look at the fruits and say, you know, is it a bunch of good? Is it bad? Is it mixed? Um, and then you can find out where that... Uh, you know you know a tree by its uh by its fruits right so if you got mm-hmm. if you got like alcohol if it's got good fruits which it, for certainly my life i drink in moderation it's like of course it's got fantastic uh uh roots i mean i basically only drink around friends and a good company um and uh what are the fruits of face sm- safe for example smoking a tobacco pipe i very i rarely do that i do maybe once a month twice a month um usually only do that with friends too it's good fruit because you can socialize and connect with people and uh great way to relax. Great way to relax and work off some stress. Or video games. Same thing with video games.
1: Yeah, but any of these got all stuff. indulged, uh, if you indulge in any of these, though, you know, enough, it could very easily turn into an unkind master. Like For yeah. example, uh, uh, the first thing that came to mind when I wrote that line was, um, what's it? Which, what, which actor was it? Uh, Robert De Niro. Uh, it was like a couple of months ago when this pandemic first started. Uh, you know, it, it sounds an awful lot like a love of money when he said something to the effect of, you know, I'll be lucky if I make $7 million this year. He said, uh, he said I read that on a Facebook headline and my jaw dropped. I'm like, dude, I'll be lucky to make $7 million in my lifetime. And you're complaining about one year? But see, yeah, But you see, when you have this love of money, for example, it, it just compels you for more and more and more or to mm-hmm. constantly fret about maintaining this high social lifestyle that you're never truly at peace. Yeah. You know, it's funny.
0: Uh, people always talk about, like, I want to get paid more at my job. If we all want to get paid more at our job. The problem is, is that usually people make more money more often than not they start spending more money they, their habits are that they're still spending more money so like, i get paid more and then it's like i suddenly i've got this larger margin of like my my living costs are low but my expenses are um uh, my, my i earn more and my cost of living is low so i'm gonna increase my cost of living until it's right below my what i uh, what i make and it's like well of course you don't have any money um of course you're worried about money because you're overspending um, that's what De Niro's saying. I mean, he's in a totally different income bracket than you or me, but, like, his his standard of living is obviously so much higher, so him making $7 million a year is, like, that's enough for you and me. um, Probably for Lifetime, because our expenses are so low. He's, like, on a different different universe, and uh love his movies. He's a great actor, but uh person seems like a jerk. I don't know. Seems like he's got his own Secret Service everywhere he goes, but that's the point. It's like... Um, if you're trying to tell us lowly peasants, us lowly peons that, um, you know, I'm, I'm just like you, I'm only making seven million It's Like I'm making like some people he's watching this show is like, you know, if, if you make 70,000 a year, like good for you. But like, it's like, it seems like most people don't even make like 50 these days, um, 50 grand. So it's just, it's just, it's like completely different worlds. It's like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm part of the elite, uh, social, uh, Clubs of the the coastal uh, parts of the country, and the rest of us are just like we're we're in the so-called flyover states. Where we're like, oh yeah, it don't matter because all you're doing is uh, you're just the ty- They're just the you're just inhabiting the lowly, earth sucking land that I have to fly over in my luxury jet. It's like, come on, man,
1: and like, and that up, folks is here. what Pope Francis was talking about when he condemned the building of walls versus building bridges. Not this I. Not this nonsense about the border wall.
0: That's different.
1: Yeah, that, that, that's a different topic. Yeah. Because he himself has said, you know, a nation has the right to defend its borders and control its immigration. But that's a whole other video. Right. But...
0: right. Yeah. But oh, anyway. it should. I mean, we should have another episode about it sometime. Um, I will say one brief, very, very brief thing about it, and I'll surmise it. And it's, well, said by Stefan Molyneux... Oh, host of free domain radio, biggest philosophy conversation on the planet. he said you, or no, it was either him that said this, and I think it might have been Milton Friedman that said this as well. But they both said, um, you can either have open borders and no welfare state, or you have closed borders and a welfare state. But you can't have both because if you have both, um, uh, open borders and a welfare state, now you're going to have a flood. You're going to have a f- massive flood in of opportunists. Um, you're also going to bankrupt the whole state because you can't possibly give welfare free to everyone that comes in. Um, you'd have to hypertax your citizens to the point where they're not producing wealth anymore and then the whole economy crumbles beneath the weight of taxation. But anyway, um, yeah, it's, it's who you decide to be your god. Um, and sometimes you and think when you're not... Uh, go ahead.
1: And again, you know, and just to use another example, when it comes... To- and we sort of touched on this, you know, the power of prestige with these, you know, building bridges as opposed to walls. Uh, you know, there are, and you see this a lot in media, right? You know, it's, uh, I am the bastion of truth. And it, it, both right and left wing media outlets do this. And it annoys the flipping crap out of me. It, it's why I actually stopped listening to Church Militant. Uh, to be honest, right. if I'm being honest here, because it, it turned into, you know, they were just following, you know, cardinals with the dubia. You know, it, th- that should have been held. Uh, I'm sorry, but that should have been just a private matter uh, to the point mm-hmm. where you have even a lot of Catholic media, you know, saying direct. Uh, I've actually seen a few times where, uh, for example, church militant directly accused the pope of heresy which is a this you don't do that publicly for one thing mm-hmm. like paul didn't even do that to peter publicly but you see did peter it, do it to but, paul though he might have i'm not sure but my, my point is you now if if power and prestige become you know this uh, come to the level of being this un unkind master then you're just gonna uh, a person is gonna do whatever it takes to maintain that power and prestige now I'm not saying they're yeah. like for example church militant is doing it consciously because that would be mm-hmm. egregious you know mm-hmm. I, I, I think they do have at least some sort of sincere um, intent but the way they're going about unlike Christian I'm sorry?
0: <laughs> I was going to say, I'm sure they have some kind of sincere intent. I'm sure they do too, unlike Christianity Today and its coverage of Robert Zacharias.
1: Uh, that's something but, I'm not uh... familiar with. But, but that goes to my point. You know, <laughs> it becomes more about guarding one's audience, uh, viewing and prestige. It becomes more about ratings.
0: Because mm-hmm.
1: you know, you know, we have this influence. I don't want to let it go, and I don't want to admit I'm wrong. Yeah, and you see it also in the media today with a lot of these, you know, what with coronavirus coverage, with you know the election coverage. Like, is you know we have hundreds, hundreds of signed affidavits about what was going on in these states. It's like, oh, that's not proof. Mm-hmm. It's no, but it's like, hey, what I hear is you I just no don't want to admit I'm wrong. Because well, that, that's I, what it is. Anyway.
0: That's, that's what it is. I mean the problem is that every single time it seems like you just maybe to the average person or a, or a leftist supporter it's like you try to criticize the Democratic Party and people say start having these lines they learn in college and they start playing them in their heads all oh, this corruption on both sides, all oh, this corruption on both sides, all oh, this corruption on both sides it's like okay I don't deny that right but stop deflecting criticism of the DNC or major uh, liberal, People or candidates, and say, "Well, the Republicans do it too." I'm gonna criticize MSNBC or uh, CNN. Well, well, Fox News is just bad. I didn't say they weren't. It's like stop deflecting on saying, "Well, the guy over there is doing. He's just he's doing math too, and you didn't like arrest him." It's like no, he's fuck. <coughs> it's like knock it off. It's, but it's not just it's not just that. It's all oh, this corruption on both sides. Therefore, criticism is deflected. Oh, the Republicans did this and that. Like, focus on them. Don't focus on us. And it's like, stop giving the Democrats a free pass, man. Like, I'm not a Republican. Okay, I'm not. I'm really not. I've I voted Republican this election season. That might be the last time I do. Um, I'm conservative, but uh, it, the, the the point is, is like, you try to reduce the other side. ...to the moral equivalency. So when you're caught red-handed, you're just like, Oh, nope, it's not my fault. It's someone else's fault. someone else's fault. Oh, it's not real socialism, guys. I hear that so often. Oh, it wasn't real socialism, guys. Oh, it's not It's not uh, socialism. It's democratic socialism. What's the difference? Oh, you see, in socialism, uh, things happen. But democratic socialism, we voted in, so therefore it's okay. It's like, the point is still, the end goal is still the point. Whether you take I-94 or 610 to get to a certain city, the pretty soon... If you take a different route, you're still going to get to that same city if that's your destination in mind. The point is, is state control, right? And so you get back to these election fraud we're talking about, which I was, you know, was going to talk about in a different episode. We probably can talk about it in more detail. It's so unbelievably frustrating that you've got the DNC who spent four freaking years, and other people point this out, you have four years talking about how Russia hacked the election and it was a fraudulent election, right? And they offered no evidence of it. All the evidence they offered completely evaporated. They went through this whole impeachment scandal, and then CNN quietly drops it like it's hot. Right, and says, "Oh well, that's too bad. Uh, we're just going to stop covering it." And then for this election comes out, it's like there is no election fraud. There is no possible way it can happen. Joe Biden has been declared the president-elect by it. Don't question Google. Don't question Twitter. The election fraud is is question is 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 uh is disputed. And it is totally legitimate. And then you know what they did this week? Mitch McConnell, re, re, who I don't, not a fan of, he re um um he won re won his um his a seat. I think he's a I believe he's from North Carolina. Uh, he re won his his Senate seat and the media the, the the dnc or the the democratic media they went off and they said oh they hacked the election they hacked the election you just and then you're telling me you are so you are you're completely this complete nonsense you go from one angle of saying there is none to we're going to turn oh we're going to turn the stove on full blast hot there is some to though there is to there is some and it's like there's ra- drastically more evidence that you've cheated in the elections these elections certainly this past one that um, there's more evidence that you cheated that I still to this I haven't even I haven't seen any substantial evidence that Republicans have cheated in any in any in, in election I'm not saying they can't I'm not saying they won't I won't I'm not saying that um, if there's accusations of election fraud with McConnell, McConnell like go investigate that man go verify that go have signatures go line them up with the ballots right that's fine for me I just want the, the every I want there to be a legal you know ballot system account the legal stuff. But when you've got... Just for example... I just found this out last night. Do you know that not only does the company that runs majority of the votes in the United States and major counties, right? Um, Dominion Software, which runs all these voting machines. Not only is 75% of the company owned by the Chinese. Just for example. I don't know if you knew that. It's owned by the Chinese. There's also a system in the manual... In the Dominion voting machines, which is what I voted on, in there is a manual in there. In the man, I'll pull up pictures of this too. That they show you how to create ballots. And when I say create ballots, they it's so easy to hack this system that you can change the amount of ballots that were counted. You can refeed the same ballots in and have them count a second time. But you can, what I was saying is you can create ballots, as and you have a printout sheet. Of Just for example, Joe Biden pre-filled it and you could just feed that into the machine and it's it's in the system that lets you do that, right? You're telling me mm-hmm. that we had, we had mail-in ballots open way, 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 way early part of the election and then... Election night. Oh, it looks like you know everything's going great. Trump's going to win. Suddenly, oh, sorry, Trump's going to win. So stop. We have to recount later. We don't have them all in. And you keep pumping. And then suddenly, you have over 600 In the case of Pennsylvania, you have six hundred thousand ballots that were counted overnight. That were only for Joe Biden, right? And you have some three thousand for Trump. And you're telling me suddenly they were counted overnight when there's no accountability. When we have video footage of them putting suitcases full of freaking ballots in, right? Where you have all this over and over and over again of election fraud, and you have all this enormous evidence, and you're saying, "Well, Republicans are just as bad," or others oh, were covered on both sides. Do we have video footage of Republicans doing it? Do we have videos of Trump supporters doing it? All the media says, "Oh no, no." New York Times is like, "Oh no, no." They well, they they cheated too, or they tried to, but they can't cheat. I had this one friend who's just she's got her head so far in the freaking sand. Um, no, she's not part of writing club. That, I'm not saying that. I'm not I'm not singling anybody out, but I'm saying this unnamed friend um who will not know if i mention her but she's like oh nope uh trump tried to cheat because he tried to make it so that usps didn't um and uh what was it uh he was trying to defund them so mail-in ballots wouldn't be counted and i'm just like oh my gosh it's like it's like it's like you've got your head in the sand you don't look into any of this stuff you're just like i'm being fed this and this is the truth but it's like it's like it gets to a point where like it's so plainly obvious that it's like you just don't research you don't want to see you don't want to rethink your position you don't want to reevaluate where you are in your life and i know i get it that's hard that's not easy but just like to not do it at all is just it's it's it just it's it's just shows it's it shows moral decay. Especially there's like you're not you're not even reasonable when you talk to people, but just like it's frustrating. It's so unbelievably frustrating the media can just has this has free reign to just flip on a dime. Today's narrative it's like the the joke I made in like the early podcast, right? Uh, for a few episodes a few back. It's evil to eat a sandwich. Tomorrow it's good to eat a sandwich, right? Um, that's mm-hmm. the joke. Um, it's like today it's Mayo. Next week it's ketchup and next week it's mayo and they're trying to say there are these moral principles when it's like your morality changes every week right Mm. and then you try to it's like it's it's this propaganda stuff and it just seems like it's so frustrating because it's like you're being lied to to your face and the whole day it's like the media you know fox news included um it's like they're spending all this time trying to frame something to you so you don't think for yourself that you don't um uh, not only just not even question it, but just like they're trying to frame the opposition in a certain way and word it in a certain way so they think that, wow, I can't believe they did that. They must be true. Because I get it. They sound like they're telling the truth and they sound authoritative, but you have to look at this stuff, man. So it's just, because if you, because it's like, it's it's not just it's frustrating. It's like if you if you have the power in an election cycle to decide who's president and then you do this fake sham election where, sorry, um, I know we've got more Trump votes, but we're just going to write in ballots for Biden in Pennsylvania, so Trump loses his five-point lead until he goes from leading by a lot to losing by a little, and all the courts are like, decide, okay, we're not even going to hear the cases. Which side note, if for those who are not aware of this, the court, no courts heard this stuff. There's been hearings, the courts haven't heard it, especially not the Supreme Court. It's not the case have been dismissed. It's like they come up with like arbitrary reasons. We don't want to hear it. We don't want to hear it. We don't want to. Decide on it because they're scared of riots, they're, and it's a place of the Supreme Court. But they're not just that; as other courts are like, "Oh, this is too hot. We don't, we don't want to touch it." And it's like you need to touch it because who else is going to do your job? That's why you're there.
1: And, and all this and more, we can fit into another episode. But we need to get, uh, we need to get to uh, finishing this main topic before we run out of time. Well,
0: we've, I think we've kind of dabbled on it too. Um, I mean, I I could, I just tie it up. Like I mentioned the election stuff too, because it's like when, not just when the president's your God, it's not, it's not just that it's like when powers your God. Right. And that was kind of the whole point of it. It's like when powers your God, you don't care about playing by the rules. You don't care about the other side that they're human beings just like you. You don't care about the game. You don't care about the rules of the game. It's power at any cost. It's must be in power. You must rule over your opponent. And then when you win, you have not only the ability to gloat and throw salt in their eyes. And uh, the, what the line from the Romans uh, where they say, Ve victis, woe to the vanquished. Um, I can tell you the story behind it. I won't for time's sake. But just when you worship power, it's power at all costs, right? If I had the power right. to lock down the country and then party with my rich friends, why wouldn't I, right? Everyone, has, mm-hmm. rules for you, but news for rules for thee, but
1: not for me. Indeed, indeed. But now that we've covered the false god kings, let's talk about the real god king, shall we? And now it feels almost as an in, and I'm saying this more on my part, but it feels like such an injustice that you know we're giving him such a little bit uh, a time here, but at the end, but you know, Hey, when we, when we get the ball rolling, we get the ball rolling, (laughs) but
0: well, of course, I mean, I'll say this too. Like, um, it's not like, I mean, it's like that when you, when you point out what's wrong, it's like, well, it's like you're inevitably pointing to maybe not inevitably pointing to Christ. That's not necessarily true, but just like, it's, I mean, the kind of the point of the episode is kind of pointing out like, um, just from the show notes of just like what does it look? does this not what happens when you when you not just get it wrong why it why it's a problem and when God's not your when when Christ isn't the king right
1: right and you're
0: left with a lot of counterfeits that just eat society away as well as your own soul
1: mm-hmm. and I just want to mention it, just say though but you know we when you have the true God king you know behind me and if you're watching on the on youtube you can see it but you know i i despite my uh english surname which i'm not going to (laughs) broadcast i i have a very large piece of uh, polish heritage i i have a lot of polish blood in me you know my my grandmother's full-blooded polish my father's half Which leaves me a quarter, but that's the biggest chunk out of all of them. But behind me is uh, a little depiction of the Black Madonna of Czestochowa. And that's all an interesting story in and of itself, but it's got our Blessed Mother, and she's holding the infant child Jesus. I think that that is our true God King. He came meek and humble and, you know, and sort of ties into you know, when he was washing the disciples feet I know it's sort of rambling but there, there's a point to be made here well, you know he knelt down he washed the feet of his disciples he said you, know, you, you call me lord and master and I wash your feet therefore you must do this for others and for and for each other and it, you know it gets me thinking uh, wow now our god came our true god came meek and humble born in not even a stable it was a cave yeah that they just sort of threw the animals in
0: yeah
1: and i think wow. well that's always and, that's always like the, and, the, the,
0: the like the paradox of christ is that the highest being of the universe Settles for things that are very, very lowly. It's like he's not self-aggrandizing in like, in in terms like that, or like you know I I think Chesterton even said this too because I just I like I said we're on a Chesterton spree lately, um or someone said robbie Zacharias pointed this out, um, and he said that the reason why people don't come to Christ is not that it's too high of a gate, it's that it's too low. It's that you have to humble yourself. It means you have to surrender your ego. To admit you were yeah, wrong it, and that's like, that's really hard
1: or as bishop sheen put it you know okay. to see the infant christ you have to stoop
0: yes yes because you have to give up yeah. your your yourself your self delusion of of a godhood you know you have to give up i can't be the god king i cannot point myself into the role of god Um, and I cannot allow Satan to seduce me into thinking that I can be God or I act like God. Right. Um, I think Mm -hmm. that's America's great sin. And we've had for so many years is that we've wanted to be the, we, we've basically created the philosophical justification for being complete our own points of complete, um, points of reference. We can just, whatever you feel is therefore true, whatever you want, therefore is true. Um, and your reality is the true reality. And then, then all of a sudden the hate mob comes around and says, Well, no, our reality is the true reality. We're going to beat you up because you're wrong. But we have that problem. And that makes it... It's not just makes it difficult. It's just like you have to give that up. Um, you know, to have... And then you realize once you, once you do that and you mean that, you're like... Like things do get better. Things really do get better. Because all of a sudden you got this gushing in of not only... Peace and love and joy, but not just these emotions. It's like you see God's fruit in your life, and you're like, "Thanks, God." Like I'm not perfect. I'm really. I mean, you know, not that I would know anything about that, but like, I'm not perfect. I'm not. Oh, that Christ would die for me, who is imperfect, who's attempting to usurp His throne, whether it's in my own heart or um, certainly in my attitude, right? To die for someone right. like me. Uh oh. Like it kind of uh, hits you right where you live. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And that, like you said earlier too, that um, the most important sacrifice in the history of all mankind—the beginning of that—he was born in a cave.
1: Yeah. Uh, I. I'll be honest. I I still get speechless which is a rarity for me. Uh, But anyway.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, we are actually starting to run out of time, so. Yeah. that, That was fun, wasn't it, folks?
0: That was a blast. That was honestly the best one I think we had. Like, we went from, like, Dinking around and like having like inebriated hijinks to let's be serious for a bit and have like this whole whole that's the beauty of tangents, right? Of you get to follow these wonderful, interesting threads wherever they lead. It's like this comes to mind. Okay, let's go on that one because they all come back, they all circle back. Um, to that you go you explore this thread and then you come back to your starting point and this is the whole thing of everything tied together. It's fun, it's a blast. Yeah, and uh it, 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 it And we still get to talk about Christ at the end of it,
1: too. And it was like, it's... Mm -hmm. Thanks, God. Thank you, Jesus. But, anyway. So, shall we move on to our movie scene?
0: Yes. We may. Uh, Now... Miss your mic! Would you do your movie scene, please?
1: Oh, dear Lord. Okay. (laughs) So, I was just sort of dinking around on YouTube, and... (laughs) I came across this one video. It's, it's from a Russian movie, actually. It's called Admiral. Uh, basically, it follows the Russian Civil War from the point of the White Army and the White government, led by Admiral Alexander Kolchak. And there's this one, you know, like I said, it was right after a battle. Yeah, I'll just play it for you, and, and then I'll explain for. Uh, those who are on audio know what's going on because it's in russian and in in the event you don't speak russian you know i'll sort of uh uh, dissect it a little bit. just explain yeah yeah Yeah, here it goes all right and for those of you who don't speak russian and for you banks because you haven't seen a thing uh what is no you have no like i said it's after the battle and you have the dead lined up along a mass grave and you have You know, dead from both sides, both from the red army and the white army. Anyway, there's this priest going down. He's saying prayers for the dead. And there's these two Russians who are lowering the bodies into the grave. And one of them says to the other one, you know, why are we burying the reds with the whites? You know, sort of like this righteous indignation. And the other one, he said something so beautiful I had to share it. He said, we are all God's children. He didn't paint them in different colors. And that's an interesting thought to leave you right before Christmas. In the aftermath of a battle. And when it came between the white Russians and the red Russians, it wasn't just, you know, people staring at each other awkwardly or angrily across a dinner table. Mm -hmm. Uh, For example, the Bolsheviks, the red Russians... They would, they would tie Russian clergy to telephone poles using their intestines. So great was the enmity between those two, and that man was able to say that. I, I'm almost welling up, to be honest. Yeah, but, that's but okay. you see, our world today, especially with what we're about to have a go, a big family dinner. A lot of us are going to go they'll no, be have fun with our families, have a dinner with our families, and no, Mr. Waltz, you can't get me from here. <laughs> anyway. But you know We're all God's children.
0: Waltz does Waltz doesn't have balls, he so can just threaten legal action and fine you, and if you're not scared of that, he's got You have no power here, Waltz! <laughs>
1: wow. My point is, just remember, when you go to your Thanksgiving dinner, remember, we're all God's children. He doesn't paint us in different colors. So, that being said, deck the halls, not your family. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) And all
0: of God's children said, amen.
1: Amen. Well, great show, great show. But, in any case, ladies and gentlemen, we are sadly out of time. So uh i want to thank you all so much for watching if you would go ahead and like share and subscribe and leave a comment if you must
0: <laughs> please leave a comment we love reading comments
1: yes we do. as much as i joke about it uh
0: we love you thank you for watching yeah, we guys love you
1: guys anyway um without further ado i think i shall say night night so Good night everybody. Have and God bless. And Merry Christmas. Glory to the newborn king. Oh yeah. Hey folks, if you liked what you saw, be sure to follow us on Facebook. And now, on parler. God bless.